0: Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.
1: Today, I want to talk about um, impatience and stress and upset and anger and frustration. If you stop to think about it, that's what your problem is. If you could not be impatient, if you would not get frustrated, if you didn't get angry, if you didn't get upset, wouldn't your life be a lot better? it would be.
0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is how to gain patience. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host,
1: Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. Welcome. If you could remain calm, if you didn't get upset, let's put it another way. If you didn't Become upset if you didn't become impatient, if you didn't get angry, if you didn't resent other people. I'm getting ahead of myself. I received a call from a lady in the Southern California area, and she says that when she heard my program, it was like a message that was especially just for her. And she said that she is becoming frustrated by her impatience. She's impatient with people, and she says that her parents were impatient, and she didn't have a chance to grow up in an environment where she could be calm and happy. And now, things are not going so good in her life, and she would like to find a way to calm down and be less impatient. She can see that there's something wrong with being impatient with other people, but she's impatient, and she would like a way not to be impatient. Well, you know what? That's a very good question. She put it well, and I think you'll agree that she has voiced issues that most of us have, except most, of, a lot of us don't want to face those issues. We don't want to admit it. It's very easy to go around and put on a, a veneer of everything being okay and pretending to be nice. Most of us pretend to be calm, pretend to be nice, but underneath we're impatient now let's take a look at what impatience is and i can put it in in a very simple nutshell based upon the lady's call she said she grew up in an environment where she couldn't be calm and happy well her parents were impatient but now look she's impatient so she's become like her parents she's just, she's become just like the ones who did her in yeah they're the ones they started the ball rolling downhill. And since then, it's been getting worse and worse. And as you go through life, you meet one person after another that in some way is like the mom you hated or the dad you hated. They're the same. They have the same impatience, the same hypocrisy, the same undercurrent of violence, the same confusion, the same lack of love everywhere. And when you see them... You can't help but react to them, as if it was your parent right there in front of you. People everywhere are impatient, and you can't help but judge them for that, can you? But then there are some of us who see our own impatience, and we don't like what we see about ourselves, and we don't want to be impatient, and we're looking for answers. Well, the people who look, who seek for answers, who seek for the truth, will find it. And the answer is very simple. Here it is. When I say you, I'm speaking to the average person and to the lady. When you were a little child, people were cruel to you in some way or impatient with you. And their impatience is something that you reacted to and reacted to and reacted to. And eventually it got inside you. It was in, in them on the outside, and then it got in you. And now, as an adult, you are a patient.
0: Do you have a question for Roland? If so, call the listener call in line at 510 455. 8851 That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your message, and Roland may answer your question on the air.
1: There's something in you that craves to be impatient, and for most people, there's something in them that craves to judge. It craves to be impatient, it craves to judge, and other people have something in them that is violent yes they they hold it down, they police it, they suppress it, but it's there, and so a lot of people walk around like suppressed volcanoes. But what is the nature of this impatience? What is this impatience? You know what it is it's uh it's first of all. It's definitely due to a lack of love. It signifies no love. But before you hate and judge the person who is impatient and who has no love, practically none of us has any love, because love comes from God. And if you were close to Him, if you were very, very, very close to Him, then you would have your His love in you. And his love in you would then be evident or manifest as patience. You would have patience for other people. But here's the thing. What I was about to say, I almost lost my train of thought. The person who doesn't have love and is impatient, they also have no love for themselves. They have no patience for themselves. So. Devoid of love, they have none for themselves. But what do they have instead? If you don't have love, there's a void. Something fills the void, and what fills the void? Hate, and judgment. Now, what is this hate? And this judging of other human beings? Where what does that come? Where does that come from? Well, it's obviously not from God. It's definitely not a good thing when you saw it when you were a child it It was awful to see it, wasn't it? But now it's in you, and it is fed. see other people's wrongs and their lacks and their imperfections you judge them, and so it feeds that beast in you. That's what it is. It's a beast that beast is fed. With every judgment that you make against other people. And as you judge other people, the more you judge them and resent them, the more the beast grows until it becomes a monster that may have been what was in your parent. Some parents are monsters. It's frightening to the little children to see that, to see the anger and the viciousness that comes out of their parent. Well, there it is. And how does it get into the parent? It got into them when they responded and reacted to, to their parent. And their parent, how did it get into them? It got into them from their parent all the way back to Adam and Eve. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you just see. you have First of all, you have to see, see that there's something wrong with this impatience and see that it's in you. Realize that you can't make yourself right. Christ said you can't make one one white hair black. You you can't change your nature. A tiger can't get rid of its stripes and become, you know, not a tiger anymore. It is a tiger. So you can't change your nature. But what you can do is you can cry out for answers. Cry out for cry out for truth. Cry out for an answer. Realize that you don't have the an answer, and then you'll search for the answer. See, people who think they have the answer, then they don't search. People who don't see anything wrong with themselves, then they don't see any need to change. You got it? So if you see something wrong with yourself, then you already have it advanced a notch. You're one step closer to the solution. And the solution is what? The solution is to see in God's light. See yourself as you are, see other people, see the world as it is, but without hating other people, without judging them, without reacting to them. Just watch, like when you were a little child, or like somebody watching a tennis match. Their head turns one way, and then it turns the other, they follow the ball, they watch. And you have to just learn how to watch people without hating them, without resenting them. And What helps quite a bit is to get the little meditation that I have. I have a little meditation, a little Christian meditation. And what does it do? It helps you to calm down. God said, be still and know that I am God. That's what he said. He said, be still. You have to learn how to be still and stand. See, instead of floating away, with uh, daydreams, and floating away with all the things that go through your mind. Instead, stand back and just watch them. And instead of reacting to other people, take a mental step back and just watch them. Closer to God's inner light. And from there, you can see things as they are without reacting to them. See, it's so simple. And so seeing things as they are, you wonder about them. And you would like to change, but you know you can't change yourself. You know you can't make yourself better. You've tried. You've tried your self-improvement projects. They never worked. And you know you can't change other people. You've tried. You've tried to manipulate people. It backfired. You tried to uh, do something for them, and it just made them worse. Or you tried to be nice to people and say this or that, and it was just platitudes, and it was shallow. And they saw that it was shallow, and it didn't do them any good. Or you spoke to them of uh, being good, and so on and so forth, and you saw their eyes glazed over it. They judged you, and as soon as they judged you, immediately they they didn't hear the message anymore. They They enjoyed you putting on a show for them, putting on an act for them. They liked that. And it made them contemptuous. That's right see it says something in the bible about um i can't remember if it's paul one of one of the epistles it it says it that, that there would come a time when there would be a, a sort of christianity a sort of religion but without its power and so when you talk to other people about um especially about religion it just attempts it if you if you If you lack the power, then all it does is tempt them to have contempt for you. You see? So you're better off remaining silent. You're better off, you know, taking a a look at yourself first. Spend some time seeing your own wrong and and stop worrying about other people. Stop fretting about other people. Stop trying to change other people. See, you've always thought that if you changed the environment, then you would be okay. But you found it doesn't work because you bring whatever you had in you comes with you. So the answer is to find God's light and let his light shine upon things so that your soul can see in his light. And the way to do that is simply to learn how to be still. Be still. And the little meditation that I have, it helps you to get started. See, a lot of people don't know how to get started. Listeners, in upstate New York and Vermont, you guys are getting the 15-minute program. So if you want to hear the whole program, the second half, I'm going to be talking about self-control, how to find self-control. Just go to SheddingShackles.com. You can listen to the whole 30-minute program there. Send me an email at Roland at SheddingShackles.com, Roland at SheddingShackles.com.
0: As we're near the end of our time together, I invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. You can listen to past programs, read more about Roland's meditation, or watch Roland's video lectures. Listen in again next week, same time, same station. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo
1: So now when we grew up there was something wrong in the family something wrong in the neighborhood something wrong at school there was something wrong as a little child, you sensed that there was something wrong, but as time goes by, you became emotional, and it started to get to you. That's a good way of putting it. When you were a little tiny child, sometimes people were really mean, and they yelled at you, or they hit you, or something, and you couldn't understand why. But you got over it very quickly. You were resilient. If your environment was halfway decent, then even though they may have not gotten it right, and they were impatient with you, and so on, there it wasn't too bad and you got over it you could have been okay but they were they were re- something in them was relentless relentless in trying to break you in trying to get to you at home somebody was picking on you or someone was nagging you or there was some kind of injustice going on constantly or there were drama scenes then you went to school and there was tease cruel unnecessary tease, and then there was bullying, and there was unfairness. And everywhere there were authorities. There were teachers and administrators and principals and assistant teachers and helpers and and nurses and doctors, and, and there were counselors, and there were coaches, and there were all of these authorities. And somehow they presided over this mess that was created. Things looked okay on the surface, but underneath, there was tease and cruelty and meanness, and there was bullying, and there was unfairness, and there was pressure, and there was impatience. There you go. Impatience. Impatience somehow seems to communicate that there's something wrong with you, that you have to change that you're not living up to some standard, that you're not pleasing them. And it tempts you to hate the person who is impatient. But the problem is, when you do, you fall away from your own inner ground of good. And into you comes the environment. In the Garden of Eden, the serpent was out in the garden, in the foliage, but then somehow he got into Adam and Eve, didn't he? It was from that point on that the whole human race became infected with this uh, serpent and the nature of the serpent, which is pride and which is impatience and which is judgment. In the Bible, it calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. He's always accusing, see. So we go around and we have something of his nature in us, don't we? Where did it come from? Well, we inherit part of it from birth. But then most of it comes from, probably from your parents. So you got this nature in you. It craves to judge. And it is impatient. And there's no love in it. Oh, but there's pretense though. So you put on, you did a good job of, of hiding what was wrong with you. But now you see it. Now you realize that it's actually something from a metaphysical dimension. There's nothing you can do. You need God to help you. You need Him to help you. He can deal with it. He can deal with it. And it's very simple. You just learn to stand back, get closer to the inner light, watch people. Instead of resenting them, just watch them. Go out in the world. I've always said, just as if you were a tourist, you know, when you're a tourist, you go somewhere and you look and you see all the people and all the things, and it doesn't bother you. It's interesting to see them all, and you wonder about them, and you marvel. So just go out in the world and see things. Stop being fixated to people all the time. Look, it's a big world out there. you got trees, you got lakes, you have the blue sky and the stars. And there's science, and there's mathematics, and physics. There's all these wonderful aspects to reality. Learn to stop fixating on other people and certain types of people. You know, if you're a lady and a man comes into the room and you can just spot him, spot him as being weak, spot him as being like your dad. See what I mean? but you can't help but fixate on him and resenting him underneath and then feeling guilty for your resentment. So somebody did a number on you, probably beginning with your parents. So what are you going to do? Well, the main thing you can do is first spend some time learning how to be still, get the meditation, use it three times a day, morning, noon, and evening, five minutes in the morning, five minutes at lunch, five minutes in the evening learn to stand back, be more objective, and then you will calm down. When you are not constantly lost in your thoughts, and when you're not pulled out into everything, then you are naturally calmer. And the more calm you are, the more you can see clearly without being clouded by emotions. And the more you can see clearly, the more you are then will be capable of having understanding. What you need is understanding. You need to see things in God's light. See, He has understanding. He has love. He has patience. He has all of these things. You don't have them. All you have is impatience. See, just like your parents. So the first thing you can see is you're not much different than they are. Either you're impatient and you express it, or you're impatient and you hide it. Either way, you're just like them. So don't hate them anymore. Forgive them. Let it go when they were little children, somebody did something to them. You don't know. You don't know what they've been through. So let it go. And when you see other people, let it go. It's none of your business. It's none of your affair. You don't know the whole story. So just go through life and do what you can. Work, be a mom, be a dad, and have recreation and watch. Watch. And then watch for, wait for little insights, little insights where you suddenly realize something or you suddenly see something. And when you see something wrong about yourself, you just see it. There's nothing you can do about it, just watch it. The part of you that can stand back and that loves what is true and loves what is right and can stand back and watch something that is the part of you that you want to grow, and it will grow in God's light. And the part of you that is flawed, the part of you that is wrong, just watch that part of you. Stand back and let the good shine through you. Remember, it says in the Bible, overcome evil with good. So therefore, stand back and let the good shine through you. Let God's light shine through you and see things as they are. And God's light has a wonderful effect upon everything. And you will also see that one of your mistakes has been, of course, judging yourself and hating yourself and being impatient with yourself. So knock that off. Then the other thing you have to see is that you've tried to make yourself right. And all you did was make yourself more self-righteous and more phony. And then other people judged you for that, didn't they? See, just as you judge other people. So everybody, look, the whole world, everybody, we're all damaged. People are all damaged. They're all broken. And some people, see, are able to, through searching and through a love of truth, they begin to come back from their brokenness. What did Christ say that he was there? He was sitting around having dinner with a bunch of tax collectors and, and prostitutes and, I don't know, thieves. Who knows who was there? Well, other people say, well, look, well, what are you doing with all those, those types of people? And he said, look, I came into the world to, to heal. Well, how did he say that? He said it so beautifully, to heal the sick. He said, oh, no, he said, people who are well don't need a physician. That's what he said. People who are well don't need a physician. See, so these people were broken. They needed Christ, who was called the great physician. He could heal their soul. But see, it all begins with the soul. So your, your problem is that you have identified with everything that is wrong. You've identified with it because, first of all, how can I say this? See, once it got into you, then you're already identified with it. You see, so you hated the the impatience in your parents, but then it was in you, and then all of a sudden, you yourself were impatient, and so you had to now sympathize with impatient people, or you had to continue to hate them in order to hate what was in you and try to separate yourself from it. But see, it gets all very complicated, so the solution is to let it all go. Sigh a sigh of relief, put it into God's hands. Get the little meditation. it's just so simple. Just learn to sit quietly and stand back and watch your thoughts and be in the present, and all of a sudden. You'll hear the birds singing. You'll hear the sound of the wind in the trees. And suddenly the bedlam of your thoughts is temporarily stopped. And you experience reality, even if only for a moment. But then you know it exists. See, you know that there is something good and something true, and there's a dimension. Christ said, The kingdom of heaven is within you and around you. You have to experience it. And the way you do that is to stand back, get out of your thoughts, stop resenting people, stop judging people, stop hating them. So if you see judgment in you, just watch it. If you see resentment in you, just watch it. If you see anger rising, just watch it. And then you'll see the impatience, but you won't be frustrated by your impatience. You'll see the anger, but you won't be angry at your anger. So, you see, you take away that extra layer. And then just watch what is wrong with you. Watch, watch, watch until it dissolves away. See, God will hold it in abeyance. You will find then, if you start doing a little meditation, that it will hold back the negativity and you'll be free of it, free to learn, to discover, to watch, to grow, and to marvel at all the good things that are. Happening. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.